as your business is growing, you may find you'll get to a certain point that, man, it just gets harder and harder to grow. You, you reach this level, you start to feel like there's more resistance, right? That, that you start to plateau and growth gets harder, right? So those are what we call breakpoints. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. What's up, Remarkables? Hey, welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. We are blessed and privileged to be addressing the chiropractic community, the, specifically the CEOs, those that identify as CEOs, those that are on their trajectory to becoming CEOs or to better themselves as leaders. Man, we are super excited about the conversation that we're going to have today. We're going to talk about money, Dr. Pete. <laughs> and this is always, man, it's either front of mind or back of mind, right? But it's always there. This money conversation, it just keeps rearing its head, especially when you combine money with team. Right? So today we're going to have a com combination conversation. And we're going to be answering that question that we get all the time from our coaching clients, which, which is, how do I know when my business is ready for me to add another team member, another employee? So psyched to get into this, Dr. Pete. I think that uh, whoever's listening right now, they're probably looking for the exit so they can hit their blinker, get off the road, get out their notebook and make sure that they capture everything. I just want to make sure that I don't forget to say this. We're going to include a, a just a gift today. We're going to be giving a resource out. It, it is our Remarkable Money Metrics Worksheet, which is a reference sheet. So we'll be poking on a couple of these numbers and you know, there's some remarkable standards that we set on the financial side of financial performance metrics for your business. So I want to make sure that we don't forget to say that we're going to have that in the show notes down below the remarkable money metrics worksheet. It'll be a great reference for you to check against some of the things that we're going to be talking about today. Some of the things you're going to learn today around when do I know when my business is ready to hire my next team member? So Dr. Seaman, one of the things that we talk about regularly on this podcast and with our uh, remarkable CEOs and their teams is the importance of energy. We talk about how energy is everything. And you know, when your energy is up as the CEO, practice is up. When your energy is flat, practice is flat. When, when your energy is down, practice is down. The way it works is usually there's a bit of a lag, right? So your energy was up and then over time, you start to see the effect of that. When your energy is flat, over time, you begin to see the effect of that. Energy is down, you see the effect. Same is true for the team. Energy. When the team's energy is up, team energy is flat, team energy is down, so goes the business. What we're talking about is a conversation about energy because money is potential and money is an activation energy, right? Compensation, the conversation around conversation is really a conversation around energy. It's about energy. And specifically within the context of, you know, speaking to CEOs, you are our, uh, who we're speaking with today on this episode. You know, this is something that for you as the leader of your organization, chief energy officer, you are accountable to this. So this is why it's so important. And we had so many great conversations, Dr. Steven, and questions that came out of some of the previous episodes we've done, as well as, you know, working with 
so many of you CEOs as well, that we recognize that this was something that is worth doing a deeper dive into and actually creating even more clarity and context. And hopefully, Dr. Steven, creating even more simplicity around it so that there's direction, there's order, and ultimately energy. The energy is right. Because again, coming back to your business, it's a reflection of your energy. So we're going to use, Dr. Steven, like you talked about, the Remarkable Money Metrics worksheet is going to be a resource for you. And we're going to use and reference the revenue per employee, which is something we've discussed in the past, to frame out the conversation that we're going to have right now. That's right. So, you know, speaking of conversations this past weekend, uh, we were at a an annual party. This is a, this, uh, this big group of us that all get together at this lake house, a bunch of really close friends, great friends, and everybody brings their family. And it's a, we're there for a couple of days. And you know what happens? Invariably, we end up off in a side room <laughs> as a bunch of entrepreneurs. You know, we crack a couple cold ones and we start talking business. And much to our kids' chagrin, because they want, you know, they're like coming in after like getting dragged around the boat. I mean, dragged around the lake by the boat for a couple of hours. They come in and they're like, Are you guys still talking about business? <laughs> like, we're like, This is our game. This is our fun, right? This group of people, there's probably, I think there was like six of us. There was at least a dozen businesses represented in the room, which was very cool. Everybody, a rabid entrepreneur, like just business guys. And, uh, you know, we, we were the, the range in the business was, was spectacular. It was from the, you know, the, a million dollar business all the way up through a, uh, two plus billion dollar business, um, represented in this room. So there was a $50 million, there was a 20 million, couple of 10 million, couple of 5 million and a 1 million. And, but the conversation was just churning around all these different sort of commonalities, right? What we found was that there were some things about business that business is business, people are people, right? So, you know, one thing that we, we arrived at was we were trying to talk about like business metrics from the place of like, how do you determine if a business is successful? Like if it's, is it a healthy business? Like, is, is it, is it a, you know, when you're comparing a $2 billion business with a million dollar business, like which one's successful? It's like, Okay, well, we need to come up with like some kind of like standard that you'd be like, well, how do you know if a business is is going to be more successful? Is it going to be sustainable? Is is like a healthy, you know, what's the wellness metric for a business? Long story short, we arrived at this RPE, this revenue per employee uh, number, which we've talked about in the past. I talk about it all the time. It's one of my favorite business metrics because ultimately, and so many of my mentors, people that I've learned a business from, will tell you if you can create a business that can do somewhere around 350,000 per full-time employee, that means revenue per full-time employee, you're going to be very successful, regardless of the industry, whether you're selling diapers, donuts, or snow tires, doesn't matter. It applies that 350 is really a gold standard. Now, there's some assumptions that come with that, right? So they're assuming that you're somewhere between 12 and 18% profit margin, which is, you know, that that's a standard that your average revenue per, I mean, your average salary uh, for a full-time employee, it would be eighty-nine thousand. So there's a couple of stipulations, a couple of conditions that go with that number. So long story made short, for chiropractic, if we've extrapolated out, we've got a higher profit margin, we've got a lower re- um, salary per employee on average. The number lands around two hundred and fifty thousand, right? So in the SaaS business, it's somewhere between three hundred and fifty and five hundred thousand per employee, right? So that's software as a service. So the, they're in that industry. That number in chiropractic, it's two hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty. Three hundred fifty plus would be the gold standard, right? So I want everybody to use the number two hundred and fifty thousand per employee for this conversation and to audit their business. Use your bookkeeper. Use your accountant. You have to understand 
it's per full-time employee. That's an important concept to understand. And that's where people will get tripped up. If you listen to previous podcasts, previous episodes, we've talked about like, we use the rule of thirds. So if somebody's zero to 15 hours, it's one third. If somebody's 15 to 30 hours, it's a two thirds employee. If somebody's over 30 hours, it's a full-time employee, three thirds, right? So a third, two thirds and three thirds. So you can add up all your team members who are maybe you've got a one third and a two third. That's one full-time employee. It's one third plus two thirds is one three thirds full-time employee. So sorry, if you're doing finger math right now, you'll figure it out, right? So how many full-time employees do you have? Take your top line revenue divided by the number of full-time employees. You want to come up to around 250,000 RPE or revenue per employee. That was fascinating to me that whether this was a $2 billion company with more than 60,000 employees, or it was a million dollar business with four employees, what we found was that 250 number was really holding true. Everyone was falling between 250 and 350. And these were very successful businesses. Dr. Pete, I found that really stimulating. We've talked about this in the past, but I want to introduce this concept of breakpoints, right? So, and breakpoints are as your business is growing, you may find you'll get to a certain point that, man, it just gets harder and harder to grow. You you reach this level, you start to feel like there's more resistance, right? That, that you start to plateau and growth gets harder, right? So those are what we call breakpoints as, for example, your systems or more likely your team gets overwhelmed and you start reaching these capacity blocks that are known as breakpoints. And today, what I'd like to be able to do is take the perspective of the $20,000 a month in collections as a breakpoint, as a trigger mechanism to tell the CEOs, hey, you know what? You're reaching a breakpoint with your team and you're looking at it's time to start hiring your next team member. So at 20,000, zero to 20,000, you're one team member. It's from 20 to 40,000. As you get near that 20, that 40,000, excuse me, as you get to 20,000, it's time to add that second team member. As you get to 40,000, it's time to add that third team member. As you get towards 60,000 a month in collection, it's time to add that fourth one, right? To carry you from 60 to 80,000 a month. I hope this helps the way I'm describing it, Dr. Pete, is there's a trigger mechanism that says for every 20,000 a month in collections, it should cue you to start the arduous process of finding, interviewing, hiring, and onboarding a new team member. Hey, Remarkables, do you know where your next 100 new patients are coming from? Have you developed a fully leveraged marketing machine where you have total confidence that you'll predictably smash your goals month after month after month? What would it mean to your practice if you were to consistently see an additional 15, 20, 25 or more additional qualified new patient leads coming into your practice every month? CEOs, make this your reality. Join us for the annual Remarkable Attraction Marketing Immersion, October 6th and 7th in Phoenix, Arizona, and October 27th and 28th in Adelaide, Australia. Click the link in the show notes below and register your team now. Stop leaving tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table due to lackluster internal new patient referrals. Stop wasting time and spinning your wheels trying to figure out how to get butts and seats for your outside speaking events. Stop throwing good money after bad on digital marketing that's just not working. Doc, you should be seeing a five times to 10 times ROI on your marketing dollars. Our clients are crushing this. The weekend will feature a three track format focusing on internal, external, and digital lead generation. Bring your team. 
Everyone in your practice is a marketer. Let us inspire and equip them to help you fill your schedule book with more qualified new patients. October 6th and 7th in Phoenix, October 27th and 28th in Adelaide. Click the link in the show notes here or go to the remarkablepractice.com events page and register your team today. We'll see you in October. So what I a couple couple of things this is just so powerful and I, and I love that whether you're running a 2 billion dollar company or 1 million dollar company it, it rang true. You know, that's really cool. I mean, these are for successful businesses and successful companies, but still it's just awesome to see that. So if you're listening to this you're like, "Well, we're doing about a million." And then you're like, "But we want to do 3 million or 5 million, guess what? It applies. So it still applies. And if you're at 5 million, you're like, we're going to 25 or 50. I'm like, cool, it still applies. So wherever you find yourself, and some of you are the the billionaires here listening in, well, it applies to you too. So I love that we can find a rule that actually works across the board. So that's number one. And we we always try to do that, Dr. Steven, is bring things to the table for you as the CEOs and listeners that are going to, you know, truth. Truth is the thing that remains the same regardless of what's going on with the economy and things like that. This is, these are true numbers and they, they stand true right now. The, the second thing we, I wanted to talk about, Dr. Steven, was the fact that we hire people ahead of our growth. And in other words, we need to be building companies that are in growth mode. A company exists, any, any, any healthy business exists to grow, right? It's, it's, if it's not growing, then there's a, like we talked about, there's either a toxicity or a deficiency. So that's, that's the, the mindset has to be, okay, we're, go, we're growing. The business exists. A healthy business exists to grow. It needs to be growing. And so with that in mind, we hire people ahead of the growth. What I really like about the framework of, and by the way, with the employees, the way we teach it, Dr. Steven, is that you're not included as the owner in that. So as the owner, you, yeah. You plus one employee from zero to 20,000. Okay, you plus two, then, then you go and bring on your second person from 20 to 40,000. So now it's you plus two people between 20 and 40,000. When you hit the $40,000 mark, all you have to do is ring that bell and then it, it should trigger you to say, okay, we need to begin looking for that third. Now, we're not telling you which positions to hire. That's a different call. That's a different podcast. But just recognize that um, at that point, you would be triggered to then say, we're, we're bringing on the next person. Again, these are full-time employees. And sometimes docs will say, well, we're at 40, but it's a little precarious to bring on another full-time employee. So I might just go for a part-timer. That's fine if you're going to do that, but just recognize like Dr. Steven, you said, if it's part-time, then the, then the 250 rule does not apply. It would be, you know, let's call it a third or two thirds of that, right? So that would be your new number. So now when the business gets to a third or two thirds revenue higher, whatever the number is, maybe it's instead of 60,000, it's 50,000 or 52,000 or whatever it is. Now that's when that triggers the, and you bring in another, either move that person to full-time or bring in another part-time or bring in another right. full-time. Right. So just think about it. Like, like you said, you know, finger math, uh, you know, so, so think about what, what, what your business is. So thinking about where you're at right now and where you want to be by the end of, let's say this year. And then three years from now, we, we always think in terms of three frames of time now, next ultimately so what does your business look like right now and are you in alignment with the rule is your business right now functioning within the context of the the revenue per, per employee range of 250 and where are you at right now and do you have enough team most of us many chiropractors run lean 
It's historically how a lot of chiropractors run lean and leanness. Although it's really good as a startup, it's not really good for growth long-term. You have to have your enough team. So then the next question would be, who is the next right person to bring on the team, which is a different call. That would be, we have to look at your accountability chart and we'd have to look at that to, to be able to determine who's the next right person to bring on the team. But Dr. Steven, this applies whether you're, whether you're running a chiropractic practice with a salary of whatever the base salary is for Cairo, or you're running like a SaaS company like you were talking about where the average is $89,000 per employee, which is not what the average employee working in a chiropractic practice is earning, right? So, Right, but if you, if you look apply. at it from the perspective, and this, and this is a question that we'll get, no, like I know people are thinking after you say that, it's like, well, are we talking about doctors? Are we talking about just CAs or office managers? But it's, it's an average, there's a lot of averages, right? So yep. you might have CAs that are at 35,000 and doctors that are 135,000, just do the math, right? It's just, it's going to average out. So for every one doctor, your chances are you probably have 2.5 CAs, right? So you just, right. you start extrapolating it out. And like you said, whether you're a million or a $2 billion business, guess what happens? <laughs> 250 to 350,000, you know, and in chiropractic, it's the 250. Our profit margin's a bit higher and our average uh, salary per employee is a bit lower. So, you know, we have a bit of a curse of knowledge here, Dr. B. So I want to make sure that I bridge the gap between the women. Are you talking about 250? What's the relationship between the 250,000, 250,000 and the 20,000, 40,000? So here's how we arrive at that, guys. So if you're talking about $250,000 per full-time employee, 20,000 a month at a $20,000 a month run rate, that's 20,000 times 12, that's 240,000, right? So that's the, that's the 250,000 we're referring to. That's the trigger to start the hiring process because we all know that we wish it was you could go down you know, to Costco and pick out of the A player, office manager, or check out CA section of the store. You could just grab one and bring them in, right? That's not necessarily how it works, right? So you've got to bank on some time it's going to take to to do your marketing for your new team member, to do your interviewing for your new, the vetting process, the hiring process, the onboarding process, like all of that takes time. So what we don't want to do is we don't want to wait until we hit a break point. And the break point, what happens is your, your business breaks. When your team gets overwhelmed, guess what? They, they might not be wailing and gnashing of teeth that are, is overt to you, but they're pumping the brakes, right? So at uh, best case scenario, you're simply losing your momentum, but the promotion and growth momentum, which is wicked expensive, right? Not to mention, you know, lost opportunity expense, not to mention contraction. If you start losing momentum and they actually start pumping the brakes to the point where you're actually contracting. So if you do the math on this, you'll, you'll find that when your team is not optimized and they are not in growth mode, that gets really expensive really fast. And that's where you want to be staying ahead of this thing, to your point, Dr. Pete. At 20,000, at that 20,000 mark, you are tracking or your run rate is at that $250,000 mark, right? So as you approximate $40,000 a month in collections, your 40,000 times 12 months is a $480,000 run, run rate on the year. So that's the half million dollar mark, right? So yes, I know it's only 480,000, but again, you are now hiring. You're going through that hiring process. So you want to stay ahead of the breakpoints so that your business does not start to peter out and you don't start suffering from the resistance that comes from running too lean and actually working against yourself and losing that incredibly profitable momentum. 
Yeah, so Dr. Steven, in, in summary, like you said earlier, we are going to give you a, a, a resource. It's a worksheet that you know is very practical, but it's good to have it in on hand. It's good to be able to reference this. So you're not trying to you know, go back to this episode, say, what episode was that? Uh, you know, cause I've done that. I've had those text messages. I'm sure you have as well. You're like, Hey, go, go listen back to episode 194, 195, you know? Hey, uh, hey, but by the way, our team just added a search functionality to our, <laughs> to our uh, podcast page. Thanks team, man. That was an upgrade. That was an oversight. Uh, so yeah, if you want to go back and you want to look up RPE or revenue per employee, guess what? You're actually going to yeah. get to, find, you're going to be able to find the episode where we talked about that. Yeah, so so we we have episodes like, like you said that you can now reference. You can go back and 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 listen to those. And we obviously want these to be a great resource for you. And then of course you know the downloadable. So make sure you get it. You can find it in the show notes. I want to make sure you get that. And then if you have any questions about this, you know, feel free to reach out to us at any time, Doctor Stephen. I know you myself were regularly having discussions through you know either Instagram or Facebook or Messenger, uh, even email uh, that people have you know reached out to us uh, you know who are listening to the podcast and have some questions. We're happy to we're happy to field any of those. So if you have any questions regarding this or have any challenges or issues, uh, please please feel free uh, and please do. I encourage you to reach out to us and let us know how we can help you. We are here to serve you and we're here to help you help more people. So Dr. Stephen, uh, again, what a or another rich conversation speaking to our CEOs, you as CEO about growth and where growth happens. Growth is a result of your energy. And we know that compensation and having the right compensation, having the right team compensated the right way and building the right team at the right pace in the right way is all part of mastering growth in your business, truly scaling, creating scalability and durability, which is ultimately what we're wanting to accomplish here as Remarkable CEOs. So Again, thank you for taking the time to tune into this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember to share this with a friend and tune in next week for the next episode. Until then, take care and God bless everybody. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Cairo Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our remarkable success partner dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy. All right, Remarkable CEO, it's great to see you today and great to be with you if you're just listening in. I am in the studio today with a new friend of mine, Justin Miller. He's one of our trusted partners, Remarkable Success Partners here in TRP and he is someone who's in the marketing space. So we're going to have a marketing conversation today. We're going to talk about reaching your community. We'd like to say that you're a messenger and your marketing is your message. And then you have your methodologies, right? And the ways that you actually reach your audience. And so today we're going to have a great conversation with uh, Justin. We are super pumped to have you as part of the Remarkable Practice Success Partner family. Uh, so why don't you take just a minute, introduce yourself to our CEO audience. Tell us a little about who you are, what you're up to why you wanted to work with Kairos, and then uh, I've got some questions for you. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for the invite first off, and uh, thrilled to be on here. 
And I'm from Profit 911. Profit 911 is a marketing agency. We're those evil marketers that try and influence people to do stuff. Uh, we like to say we're an unconventional one, though. Uh, we started as a digital marketing agency, which most people are familiar with what that involves. However, and overwhelming the digital side, we're a direct mail marketing agency as well, which most people think is completely extinct. Hence, I got dinosaurs all over my office. Every wall here is covered with Jurassic Park or dinosaurs or something like that. And you mentioned uh, methods, I believe is what you said. So methods and media, we'll make sure we cover here. We might talk a little bit about messaging, but uh, I'm here mainly to share the gospel of what is long forgotten in most people's practices as far as marketing and it's considered archaic and dead and I can tell you it's alive and well for those that are using it. So things you haven't considered, that's what we're going to talk about. And uh, chiropractors and professional practices are one of our niches we work with pretty in-depth. And the reason is because you have amazing patients. If we provide you a good patient, they pay, stay, and refer if they're given yeah. the right experience. And, and we're going to give you a couple methods to make sure they get that experience. I'm not going to tell you how to do your treatment, obviously, but I can help you make sure that patient's happy and stays around from a marketing angle. So that's what we're going to dig into a little bit. Uh, I don't know if I hit every sub bullet of what you asked there, Dr. Pete, but uh, hopefully that suffices. Hey, a strong opening to our meeting as well. I think you've uh, piqued everyone's interest. Uh, we love uh, referrals. We love the people that stay and refer. And I love this conversation about dinosaurs because you know, these long forgotten old school marketing methods, the fact that the old school is new school. We talked about that post pandemic when everything went virtual and then all of a sudden the world opened back up again. And we were like, we got to get back to doing things like shaking people's hands and saying hello <laughs> and actually being face to face. So I think this is a great you know conversation for us to have. And we again, appreciate you taking the time to meet with me today. And also the reason why you're in as a success partner with Remarkable Practice is because we believe in what you're doing. Actually, we align with that. We agree. So let's jump in and let's talk about, first, let's, let's identify the problem. So as you look across the landscape, you actually said something I didn't realize that you started as a digital yep. and now you're doing direct mail. So, and you, you're going to talk a little bit about methods and media here today. So talk a little bit about the problem that your business solved, because we talk about how every business exists to solve a problem. But what you're solving and how you even evolved to get to this point of, hey, direct mail marketing is such an important niche. It's an area we're going to really lean into and focus on. Talk to us a little about the story behind that and then specifically what you're solving through that. Yeah. So some of that would go back to my origin story, which we don't have time for the long version, but I wasn't always in the, the marketing space. However, marketing is ultimately what allowed my previous business to uh, excel. And one of our secret sauces was direct mail. And at the surface level, there's a couple of reasons it works. But one of the reasons is it's the least cluttered of all media. If you go out to your mailbox and you check how many pieces and messages are in there, you probably count it on two hands on any given day. If you open one tab in Google Chrome, you're going to be over two hands already. So we get the benefit of the doubt. Also, it helps build relationships. So you mentioned, you know, coming out, we, we have to go shake people's hands again, right? And I personally believe there's no substitute for a live room. So I've been out there traveling probably earlier than I should have been. Well, we can't always be there, right? And direct mail allows us to show up in people's physical world and take up mm -hmm. space. So psychologically, this is actually very strong that we exist and we're not just vapor on their computer. And that helps build trust, which 
you guys need in order to present your findings and ultimately help someone. Um, so we're just kind of pushing the odds in your favor with direct mail. Now you mentioned what problems do we solve? There, there's a couple. So it depends on exactly what service we're doing. The first one I like to solve that people don't like to admit they have a problem with is retention and referral. Everyone thinks they're doing amazing there and, and we hope they are. And if they are, we know there's still more to be had that they're missing. I think at the events, our staff had this conversation a lot of times. It's like uh, one of our tools for this, one of our medias, by the way, is, is print newsletters, physical print newsletters every month showing up. And the reason that's important is that, that trust piece and they get to know you and like you as a human being outside of your practice. You have limited time while you're treating to speak to them. But the goal of that piece is primarily to maintain the patient relationship and also to get them referred. It's not a piece that's going to bring you new patients other than referrals. So it's not sexy. Everyone likes the, the shiny object, the sexy stuff, and they want more leads and patients. But if I have my way, we always start strengthening the existing relationship. And this is our, this is our tool to do it, is that print newsletter, taking up space, and just being that messenger every month for you. And ultimately, the things, if you do them right, they're supposed to be fun, and they stick around. You know, you have people that call mm -hmm. for eight months later. It's it's really quite interesting. But if you think you're going to mail out 400, 500 newsletters and 10 new patients are coming in the first month, it's just not going to happen. Now, I mentioned that people don't like to admit they have a problem. The way we know that there is opportunity there is immediately after they say people stay forever, we ask them how many people are on the inactive patient list. And there's a number above zero. <laughs> and then yeah. we know that there was opportunity. We could have kept them just a little bit longer. And those little tweaks and those small numbers make a huge difference when they add up. It's huge. I love that. So I love how you're going straight to it, to the point on these uh, questions. So the first problem, you know, retention and referrals, I actually identify those actually as two, but you, you lumped them into one because through one methodology, these print newsletters, you actually do both. And I love how you use the word strengthening the relationships that we are in the relationship business and relationships in order to stay in a relationship that requires investment and strengthening of those and enabling the doctor to stay focused during the time when they're in the office to treat and maybe educate, but to actually build a little bit more of the educational and relationship side through the print newsletter. So you have that addition in addition to whatever contact points you have when they're physically in your office. And yeah, I love that I call you talk about how, oh, go I, ahead. Say, I call it relationship insurance. So for $15 okay. a year, you can strengthen the relationship with the patient. Like nothing is that cheap in the marketing world. <laughs> love that relationship insurance. That's a new, that is a new phrase. And we love phrases and language like that here in the remarkable practice. So uh, I love that one. Thanks for uh, sharing some of the gold. You also talked about brick and mortar. You, well, you talked about physical mail and how, you know, something physical shows up in your world. You actually pay attention to it now because everything is digital. It's also, I like that because we have physical offices that we're inviting people to. So it's very aligned with the actual, if I was running a virtual business, then it would make sense that I met you virtually because, well, we are going to do business virtually anyway. But the fact that we can actually meet somebody physically and we're going to do business physically, I think that that the alignment, the synergy energetically is, is right there. So I love that. Um, and that makes a ton of sense to me. So going into the second question, you kind of alluded to this a little bit when you talked about X number of dollars per patient, you know, is it worth it? You talked about, so ROI. So thinking that, you know, we're talking to CEOs, we're thinking about what kind of an investment would this look like, you know, investing in doing things like direct mail, 
whether they have or don't have experience with this in the past or the present, what does that look like as far as measuring ROI as a CEO yourself? How do you approach this and approach CEOs with this conversation? Yeah, so usually it's setting the expectation. So I'll try and set the expectation here. And and by the way, we provide the services, we print and mail, but you can take this advice and do this yourself in-house if you have resources and time to do so. So the math is different depending upon how you fulfill. But let's take the newsletter media first, uh, since I already kind of mentioned a little of the strategy behind that. So essentially what we tell people with newsletters is A, who they go out to matters. We need to send to people that are active patients, recent, recently inactive patients, uh, referral sources, and potential referral sources. And that, that's about it. So this doesn't go out to leads that don't really know us yet. This is a strengthening, not a finding. Uh, we have postcards and stuff for finding, but sticking with this one. Once we do that, the first couple of months, your expectations should be pretty much nil. And that's really hard as a direct response marketer for me to say. It really does pain me. Uh, I'm a direct response marketer. However, we see that about at about the five-month mark is where this starts to turn around. And if you're putting the right content in your newsletter, which is something we can dig in here if we have time. If not, we're just call the office. But uh, if you have the right content in there, when your patients start showing up, they're going to mention the newsletter. It's going to spark conversation because one of the most important pieces in that newsletter is the... I mean, it's the personal interest article about the practitioner. You know, my kids had a baseball tournament last weekend. Our pet did this. This is the most important thing you could possibly send them. It has nothing to do with their treatment. However, this is what they remember, why they read the newsletter, that and funny jokes, but this is why they read it and they'll bring it up. So about month five, you're going to start getting all these comments about what you wrote about. And this is how we know it's working. Uh, now, beyond that, you know, if you're smart, you're going to see the, the referral relationship in there as well. And the way we do that, I'll give you another tactic, is we thank the people that have previously referred. So essentially mm -hmm. what you're telling the recipient of the newsletter is, hey, we refer around here. These people did. Maybe you should, too. But, you know, we don't quite state it that way. Uh, we let them catch that for themselves. So about month five is when you start seeing the referrals come in. You start seeing the relationship strengthen. And after month six or eight, if you miss an issue... Uh, you're likely to have a couple of people call the office and actually ask what happened, which is pretty strange for a marketing media. It's mm. awesome. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about lead gen postcards if you want to, which is a completely different ROI ball game. What I think is valuable for, for maybe the listeners to know is that that's also a strategy and that strategy can be very effective as well. Yeah, absolutely. I always start with newsletters and no one wants to start with newsletters, by the way. So if you listen to me and have blind faith, you'll get better results. But I realize not everyone can do that. So new patient acquisition is, is the sexy thing, right? We want 10 new leads this month, 20 new leads this month, whatever it is, uh, which is much more traditional marketing agency speak. Postcards are the tool for that because we have to have the right price point to be able to get enough to get the right person at the right time. And the bottom line thing you have to remember with all marketing uh, in this arena and others, it really doesn't matter the industry, but we have to be there when they're ready to do something about that health challenge. It didn't occur overnight. You're not going to fix it overnight, but we have to exist at the moment in time that it matters to that person. Mm. And we can't time that. You know, I can help you dial in on the mailing list of the most ideal and likely prospect, which is super important. But ultimately, we have to have repetition. And, and if you get one thing out of this other than direct mail is a viable option, it's make sure whatever you do, you don't do it once and quit. Because the main thing is you're building trust, which you have a high trust hurdle for someone to come to you for treatment. 
and it takes time. And we also have to be there at a time that's outside of our control. You know, it, it could be a spouse nagging finally for someone to go in. Uh, it could be, you know, just the condition got it worsened, or it could be an yeah. upcoming event they realize they can't go to unless they start getting a solution. Selling prevention, much more difficult, obviously, but selling cure and treatment, much easier. Good. So you talked about how, you know, the gospel of long forgotten marketing. And I'm going to use that as our as a segue into my next question, which is talking about the future. So, you know, we know how fast things are changing in the in the world today, you know, even with the, you know, introduction now of AI and all these other things that are happening very, very fast in the space. In your experience in, you know, running other businesses before the business you have now, in your in your experience with marketing, can you talk a little bit about as we look ahead? You know, we look in three frames of time as CEOs right now, what's important next in the next year, ultimately in the next three to five years. Can you talk about what you see in the landscape moving forward as far as reaching people and why what you're doing is actually relevant, not only now, but next and ultimately? I'd love to hear your take on that. Yeah, yeah. And our VP of digital services here, Al, just uh, did a webinar last week that covered some of this and his future is directly tied to digital here for us. So uh, it was kind of interesting to hear some of his thoughts as well. So I'll I'll steal some of them as my own and give you mine in addition to it. <laughs> but you mentioned AI, which obviously is, is the shiny thing right now. And we're not quite sure what that's going to look like and how it's going to shake out, obviously. But there is one thing we do know. Producing content just became a heck of a lot easier and cheaper. And we already know on our digital side that email, for instance, is a difficult game getting harder. We know the majority isn't getting opened. We know it's going to get easier to write the emails, and we know you're going to get more of them. We know text messaging is much stronger. However, we're seeing the same there. You know, the marketers wreck everything. You know, marketers ruin everything. So you're going to start getting a lot more of that. There's better privacy laws and stuff in place with text messaging, so it won't get as swamped. Um, however, People are going to get ignored. They begin to ignore that. Our radars just get better as consumers. We get to cut through the clutter. Right now, the AI can fly under the radar a little bit in some areas, and we can't tell the difference between human and AI. I think we're going to get better at telling the difference. So the technology certainly will. Uh, it'll be able to learn what was AI and what wasn't. Um, direct mail is interesting because it costs real money. So this is the good and the bad. Like if there was one bullet point, the good and the bad is. It costs actual money to send out a piece of mail. You have postage, you have printing, you got addressing, you got all this stuff. So the good part is, it means you have to know what you're doing and a lot of people won't spend it. You know, for the AI to generate something and kick it out via email or online media, pretty close to free, especially right now with uh, chat GPT. So that, that's why I'm deep on the mail right now. I think it comes across different and also within there, if you want to put two and two together, I said the most important story is and always has been the personal interest content. That's the one thing that all this stuff coming down the pipeline is not going to replace. Mm -hmm. I saw a really good attempt at it. Um, if you want a current event for the time we're recording, Carvana just did a campaign with AI and generated five years worth of video content. So you probably received this if you've ever purchased a car from Carvana, but every single customer just got a two or three minute completely customized video talking about when they bought their car, where they bought their car, with pictures to match, what time of year, what state they're in, their car physically shown driving in each shot, 
uh, like absolutely insane things that marketers are going to be able to do. But guess what? A phone call or a letter from a human being is going to top that any day of the week. And that's not going to change. It's mm, good. Well, I think you just dropped the mic. So with that, I'd love for our, our listeners to be able to take a next step if they have any interest in um, learning more about what you're doing with your company, Profit 911. Again, like I said, you are a remarkable success partner. So you're there for a reason. So if you're listening to this and you want to learn more and you're looking for somebody who, you know, we you could trust to connect with, then Justin's your guy. So best way for people to get in contact with you, learn more, take a next step. Yeah. Yep. If you want to research what's available, you can go to our website, profit911.biz.biz. You can go to .com too, I guess we own that now, but we didn't used to. If you want to speak to an actual human being, you can either call or text. Either way, it's not a robot. It's a human being. 309-767-0004. Once again, 309-767-0004. We're happy to just shoot the breeze with you and figure out you know, what we think is good for you, what's not. One of our core values is celebrating small business and entrepreneurs. We, we love entrepreneurship. I've lived it my whole life. We want you to succeed. Hopefully we can be a part of that. But if we're not, we'll let you know and we'll give you another resource that is. So good. Well, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to meet with me. Thank you for being one of our remarkable success partners. Again, it's profit911.biz or you can call and text and talk to an actual human being at 309-767-0004. Justin, thanks so much for taking the time to meet with me. For all of you who are listening, Thank you for being a part of the Remarkable CEO podcast. We value you. We care about you. And hopefully meetings and interviews such as this one bring value to you. And we hope that this will help you become a more remarkable CEO. Remember to tune in next week for the next episode of the Remarkable CEO podcast. Between now and then, take care and God bless everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.